Friends, welcome back. My name is Tiffany Pratt, and this is my love jam. By my side, my bestie Coco on the mic, doing the mix. Say hi, Coco. Yo, what's up? We're just over here in Toronto, Canada, meeting people, discussing our journey, and uncovering all the facts and the figures and the feelings about love. Love comes in many sizes, shapes, and forms. And I'm here talking to some of the coolest people I know all about their journey and the things that they do to bring love into their life. This is a podcast all about that. As a creative person, I love being inspired by stories. And I want this to be a place for anyone who does anything to feel like they've found a home. I never want you to feel like what you're going through is something you're going through alone. We are totally in this together. So let's have some laughs, let's jam, and let's share a moment together and understand the power of love. Because it's out there and I've got lots of it to share. So I love you and I'm so excited that you're here. Coco, we have somebody to thank. We sure do. Who who are we thanking? Delta Fawcett Canada. Delta Fawcett Canada. Oh my goodness. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. Your inspiration to do this in the first place has us recording season one, season two, and now season three. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. And I guess it's time to get on with our next guest. But before we do, if you want to check them out on the web, it's deltafaucet.ca. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Holy, let me tell you, getting you in this seat in front of me has been a moment I have been waiting to happen for a long time. Uh... My friend, my inspiration, Vava. Thank you so much for coming to the Love Jam. I love you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I actually feel my eyes watering. It's so weird. No, it's a <laughs> I big feel deal. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. Really, thank you so much. Yeah. I remember asking you to do the Love Jam, and you kind of were like, <gasps> and just now you started to tell a story. So before, Vava, before we hear your incredible story, what were you just going to say? I was like, we got to roll this. Oh. <laughs> And then you're like, okay. So what were you saying? Yeah. So something I hadn't told you yet today is recently that I've I've thought about you a lot. Um, you know, in in the past few weeks, I've started writing a little bit again to my audience, and so we have. Um, a mailer that we used to use through the shop. And so we have a large database there. And that was always very um, product marketing. Um, that's what it was all about. It was yeah, all pushing about sales. Yeah, pushing sales. Exactly. And so, but I've been, I've kept it going and I have just felt, you know, the need to connect with my audience to all the loyal followers and shoppers and, and everybody. And it's like, why would that stop? Because I'm not currently selling them anything. So I've wanted so to write. Great. So I've been writing to them. Um, also, I've been doing it on social media a little bit, um, writing under my captions and just stuff like that. But where you come in is... I have felt this tremendous amount of not just gratitude. I always felt gratitude for my audience or anybody who wanted to give me love, share their love with me. You know, I feel very blessed to have that, but it turned into more of love. And mm. so how you openly tell people you love them, you start your your um, love jam with that. You know, you're very forward and forthcoming with your love to people and can very comfortably say it. Um, and it's not just your close circle. It's, it's, you really just have this gift of love to give to everybody. And all of a sudden that turned into me. Like mm. I'm writing this and I want to finish it with, I love you, a genuine, I love you to my you know, database. And it's like, I don't even know these people. Why? Like, how weird is that? You know? And not that it's weird, but for me, and I didn't do it. I think I ended much love. 
you know, or I have so much love for you kind of thing. But I thought of you every time because I was like, wow, I feel like her. Like I genuinely feel so much love for all of these people and can comfortably say it where it's not just reserved for my like close inner circle, you know? And I I really could feel all their hearts. Like I, I really wanted them to feel the love that I'm like trying to express, you know, very much like you. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? how love becomes the highest vibration. That oh when God. you start feeling it in your body, you know the feeling. Yeah. And that when it when it penetrates and when it just explodes, you know you have so much to give. Yeah. And when you know you have love to give, you just want to give it out. Oh yeah. And you're and okay, so this is the perfect opener. Because I love you. I love who you are. I love your style. And I love how we came to be friends and I love the journey you've been on. And this entire podcast is all about transformation because um, having been a student of fashion early days of my life, Mm -hmm. I've always been a big lover of clothes and assembly and putting yourself together. And um, you have just metamorphosized yourself so many times and pretty much on the daily and then sometimes on the weekly and then on the monthly with so much change and um, envelopment of how one person can really morph and dust their life down, take it down to nothing and start it all over again. So that's why I'm so grateful you're here to share yourself and your story (laughs) because it's truly magnificent. So thank you. Vava, how did Vava begin? How did Vava get in fashion? That's what I want to know. So buckle up friends. This is a story (laughs) about... Transformation, <laughs> fashion, and friggin' good times. Wow, how much time do we have? Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna try to cut this bitch down to an hour, okay? <laughs> um, so how did I get into fashion? Yeah, like start? did you always love it? Was it yeah. something that you just you knew immediately this is your thing? It's from birth. It's right. not even that I knew it was my thing. It was like I just I was fashion. Right. That was it. My whole my whole mind, my heart, everything. Right. So from a young child, it was you know, from my mom says, like when I started dressing myself or dressing my sister, it was very quick that that's how I expressed myself and fashion mattered. I started putting stuff together, um, you know, then it's at a young age, gift times or whatever. And all I want is clothes clothes and all this kind of stuff. And not, not from like a showy perspective or I want what the other kids have, not at all. It was always very different. You know, how do I get this? How do I create this? How do I make this? How do I put this look together from vintage stores? And I'm talking like very young, like great elementary school, grade three, grade four. I got my nose pierced in grade six. Yep. Um, you know, my mom took me to the Tragedy Hip concert when I was in grade six and I bought their t-shirt. I'm wearing it with waffle leggings and Ooh. beat up Doc Martin boots. Like it was very, very important to me. It's a very important um, self-expression, I would say. And then I definitely didn't even think I would have a career in it. I never was much of a forward thinker. I was kind of always in the moment. Which is a gift that you have. You, know? you have you. this gift because after getting to know you, I know that you are. Every time you're with anyone, you're with me, you're with anyone, you're locked in. Thank you. You are locked in. And uh, that part of that being locked in is how you emit such confidence in your creations when you put yourself together. So I want to fast forward to um, how you assembled your store, the store on Queen. Yeah. And this was almost eight years ago, yes? Yes, yeah. And it was sort of something I remember you telling me the story, like you just thought, screw it, we'll just slap together a little pop-up shop and see how we do, right? (laughs) You're just like- Yeah, that was exactly (laughs) it. Like, I didn't even think I'd live here still. (laughs) I was like- I don't know. I'm fresh meat. I just got here. I don't even know you. I don't know the city. Like, I'm not investing big bucks. Like, you know. So how that started is because I've had a career in fashion. I worked nine years corporate retail. I opened my own shop in my small city in BC. I had that for three years. Um, But after the first year and a half, I didn't want any more. I wanted to move to another country. Figured that all out. Got rid of it. Moved to Mexico for a bit came to Toronto because I had a family member here. Right. So when I came here, again, starting from scratch, didn't know anything, didn't know anybody. Um, but fashion is is really what I did know. And at this point, I'd already owned my own store. So I right away started an online shop out of my pretty much bachelor apartment. Wow. I got a job serving, then serving. It turned into um, bartending at the Baton Rouge and the Eaton Center. 
If you're an Eaton Center girl, you know where that's at. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did that um, pretty much by day. And then I say by night, I went home and tried to figure out how to launch an online store. I'd never done an online store before. And this is, this is what, eight years ago now? This is I, about nine years ago. So, so this I moved is pre, here nine years ago. This is predating, you know, people really going nuts with the online shopping. This is before oh, yeah. online shopping was the only, something that people did all the time. Oh yeah. This is on the only online retailer in our um, like demographic was Nasty Gal. Right. But they were the one and only. Like she had made it. She It wasn't even as big as, you know, her later years. But that was kind of, you know, the biggest online retail for what I did. It wasn't a thing. And so, but the reason I started, it was not to be innovative or anything like that. It was, oh, let me try online. Like everybody thinks online's easy and takes no money. It's oh, dead wrong. Yeah, but I was one of those people. I'm not from here. I don't want to get into another lease. I don't want to do any renovations. I don't even know if I want to live here. So, you know, let me try this right away. At that time, I was simultaneously looking for my next space, right. but really low commitment. So low price, you know, whatever. But every lease I had called, it didn't work out and whatever. So I did an online store Um, that was also unsuccessful, uh, because it's just not that easy. You don't just, it was also pre-social media. So that's the kicker. It was two years before Instagram really kind of like took off. I think Instagram started in 2012. Shout out 2011 to Instagram though. I need to shout out to Instagram right now because (laughs) Instagram has given people the visual vehicle to show themselves their fashion, their ideas, their work in such an easy, accessible way. And I know with myself, even just getting to know you, getting the sense of who you were, you pop on the store on Queen Instagram and boom, it's like style capital and all the looks you're pulling constantly, constantly, constantly. That's what sells clothes. Oh yeah. And that's what did sell clothes. Like that's the magic. I will till the day I die say Instagram made us. Right. 150%. Yep. Yes, it was good clothes. Yes, it was good prices. Yes, you know, we have customer service and all that kind of stuff and a different brand, a different experience. That I also know that not many other stores, although I love them all, all, you know, I have a circle of friends who own shops in Toronto, um, but store experience is something that's really important to me and having a different type of experience and not being like everybody else. Um but it's Instagram is what really made those clothes pop, you know, giving a life to all these garments, not just on a mannequin, being so easily accessible for people to look. And, um, well, I think that that's interesting about fashion because predating Instagram, yeah, when you do, cause I, you know, having a, my small, di- I did my fashion at Saks in New York yeah, and until you, and I did personal shopping yeah. and I remember when I was dressing real human bodies. Yeah. You get a sense of how clothes lay. You get a sense of how things need to be altered. And I think the consumer has an easier time purchasing something when they see it on a human body because they can go, oh, okay, she's kind of my shape or she's kind of this. Absolutely. And you, can yeah. get, you can get a sense of like, oh, you know what? I'll probably be this size because of that. And it's it's an amazing thing that Instagram has done. And it's, I'm wondering if you're talking to anyone out there that's interested in an online shop or any sort of store, would you say Instagram is like primo most important thing that they get going first? Depending on what product they sell. Right. So like, you know, luxury goods, maybe not necessarily, that's not necessarily the demographic right? or a particular age group or lifestyle or whatever. I'm very familiar with my demographic and lifestyle and following an audience. Right. So not necessarily, but I think it's extremely important for really like 90% of the businesses out there to some degree, not necessarily to the the degree that I did it, um, but I definitely think it's super duper important because also what it did is and how you just said, you know, people want to see it on a body, but it's even beyond that. It is, I would always say it's like an online magazine. It's beyond Uh. a body, a mannequin, a fit model. We are creating Lifestyle. Lifestyle. A whole, like, it's like looking at an online magazine. There's energy that's coming through each photo. There's, or what I would try to create um, is, you know, beauty beyond just seeing how it fits me. I'm trying to create, you know, 
a, a story that somebody can look at that picture and imagine what I'm thinking, where I'm going, oh, who I'm did. going with. Oh, you did. You know? Oh, you did. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. You did. <laughs> I know I bought things in your store that I'll never look like that in. But I got so wrapped up in your look and your eyes and your story that I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to I'm going to be that. I'm going to feel that. I'm buying that top. Because <laughs> you're like, this this top is going to transport me to whatever it is that Bob was doing feeling. Yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So you were you're you're selling you're selling a lifestyle and, and yes. so it all was in the humble beginnings of a little yeah. pop-up shop. Yeah. So you thought curating a bunch of stuff that you know, you're pulling together your demographic of peeps. Yeah. You're sort of cataloging the stuff you think they're going to buy. Yeah. And you're just putting a bunch of it together on some racks in a pop-up shop and seeing what flies. Yes. Well, no, not seeing what flies because I knew what flies. Like, you know. How did you know? How did you know? Well, you know. When you're good at what you, it's like you creating a space. How do you know they're going to, because you know, you're educating these clients of yours or your customers that this is beauty that you've just created. They don't hand pick everything. They trust you that I'm assuming, right? That you go and pick all these things and and curate this home or restaurant or whatever it is, right? And so it's not that I know, but I've always said that it is my job to influence the people. It's my job to show them to, I don't want to say convince necessarily, because that doesn't always have the right um, connotation. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but essentially it's my job to say, this is beautiful. This is going to make you feel beautiful. Or this is what I think is the next current, I don't really want to say trend, but essentially trend. And so it's not that I, no, but you just kind of know. So I created a store of all the things that I love and that I think will make, will highlight people's uh, beauty. You know, it's interesting because not all people take their jobs so seriously. Yeah. You know, and uh, this is a love jam, man. <laughs> this is a love jam. And why you're here is because you pour so much love into everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that I love about you and fashion is that you, for you, it's not just clothes. It's an art form. Mm -hmm. It's textures. It's color play. It's costuming. It's fun. It's getting to be someone different for a moment. Mm -hmm. But in its true spiritual actuality, it's transformation. Mm-hmm. If only for a moment. Absolutely. You can be this girl. Yeah. And just for the night. Yeah. Just for the afternoon. Yeah. Just for the morning. Yeah. And I remember as a child, I used to change my clothes three and four times a day. Mm-hmm. I remember you said that before. Yeah. Like needed to be different girls, needed yeah. to change for my different activities, still change my clothes quite a bit. Um, always been into form, into yeah. shapes. Yeah. And so I think you're entirely right that a lot of people that look at fashion and think that it's just this sort of frivolous, needless thing, it's actually the one thing that helps us feel something, helps us feel like a different, better, more, I guess it would be more like actualized version of ourselves. Would you agree with that? 100%. Like, I don't even know who I would be as a human if that was all taken away one day. Right. And I don't mean that in a materialistic way. Like, just just imagine, just imagine a life where whatever, we went back, a, you know, a million years where all of a sudden humans didn't need clothes anymore. Right. Right? And we didn't yeah. actually need clothes. Like, we were just in our skin and whatever. To me, that just seems like the grayest life. Gray. <laughs> no. Great. I, I love like how would I even be a human? How would I express myself? What would bring what else would bring me joy? Although everything brings me joy, but it's you know, it's really an extension of who you are at that current moment and what you're feeling. I one trillion, gabillion, jabillion <laughs> believe feel this. Because right? so many times in my life someone's gonna say, Oh, you're going to this thing, what are you gonna wear? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not until like that day where I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull some stuff out of the closet and whip it together and see how we go because I have to feel it. Absolutely. It's not about planning the outfit no. or planning the ensemble because who I am from day to day 
you know, is so I could be a hustler one day. I could need to go to a meeting here. I could need to do a presentation here. I need to be comfortable. I need to walk. I don't need to walk. So getting to my point, I look at fashion very similarly to you. Yeah. But you wear it differently than I do because our bodies are very different. My proportions and the things that I like to wear, different. However, I have never loved outfit assembly on anyone. Never. I don't look at anyone assembling outfits ever and think, this is magnificent. This Mm. is, I covet this. I never do that. Soon as I met you and I started flipping through your Instagram, there were moments when I would see pictures of outfits you would wear and I would just, just literally take a minute. (laughs) I would have to take a minute because your assembly is genius. Thank you. And you show people that clothes aren't, it's almost like the spiritual sense of things aren't always what they seem. Yeah. And you take that away from how people view fashion. So this is a little compliment coming your way. (laughs) You'll reverse the jacket, zip it up the back. You'll wear things upside down. You'll put something in this way. You'll put the one sleeve on, not the other. You'll clip it over here. You'll tie it over there. Wear a skirt as a hat, whatever. You do. Yeah. But it's high fashion. It's art. Thank you. It's stunning. Thank you. And what you've done is you have been a style siren. You have been, um, honestly, I think you have been the style siren of Toronto. Thank you. People come to you (laughs) and they want to know what you think is cool because they know that whatever it is that you're going to assemble, high fashion trend or not. Yeah they're going to look amazing and feel good because you, your overall message, no matter what is, you deserve it. Yeah. And you should feel good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so how did that come to be for you? Is that for women, it wasn't about your shape. It wasn't about, it was about you, you even write it in the packages when people buy stuff online. Yeah. You deserve it. Vava. You are beautiful. You're beautiful. Vava. Talk about that. Well, I mean, interesting. I could talk about it in so many ways, but I think for starters, people, excuse me, people often think of clothes as simply a material thing and that, you know, they're overspending. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't whatever. Or, you know, even something could be too beautiful or too sexy. And it's like, I shouldn't wear that. Or I shouldn't, you know, do this or, oh, that's way too fashion forward for me you know, or just feel bad about their purchases. And it's like, no, you know, you deserve to buy, even though it's purchasing an item. And again, it it comes back to materialism, but it's like, it's so much more than that. This item's going to bring you joy. And I am all about supporting women and men um, in doing whatever it is that makes them feel beautiful and happy inside and make their heart flutter. And for some of us, that is fashion. For me, that's fashion. You know, for other people, it could be books. It could be a song. It could be, you know, holding hands with their partner, whatever it is. And for me, it also includes all of those. But fashion is a really, really, really big one. And women feeling beautiful. And I can't tell you where this came from. I don't, I can't place a time. I can't place a person where I got it from. I think it's just been working in retail so many years and the feeling I would get from making a woman feel beautiful and her leaving Le Chateau being like, wow, I would have never picked this out. I didn't think I was fit enough for this or pretty enough for this or young enough. That's a big one with as we, as we mature, you know, women 90% of the time think they are too old for something, you know, but then when you experience times where you're able to provide this feeling for somebody that they feel all of a sudden youthful again and like so beautiful and confident, it's, it's really wonderful. But that's a gift that far reaches the material object. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what you've done year after year and you pour yourself into it so much. So I'm just bringing the peoples along the journey here. Vava started a store that started as a pop-up shop in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, on a main street called Queen Street West, which was basically where all the cool, hot retail spots are. Mm-hmm. Very coveted street, all the who's who and retails on the street. Just aptly names her store, The Store on Queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is 
fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then, you know, you you turned it into a bunch of syllablas, you know, T-S-O-Q. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the peoples know it as T-S-O-Q. Yep. And you have a business partner and the two of you for eight years built this business that is literally turning over fashion on the season, on the weekly. Oh, on the day, on the day. On the daily. Hundreds of styles a week on the day. Hundreds. Turning that out. Yeah, by the hour. How are you curating the shit? Oh, God, a lot of late nights, a lot of, you know, but I curated it by um, overall feeling. So like, you know, let's say there's 12 racks in a store. Everything is curated by a particular fantasy, if you will. I love it. You know, including color stories and all that jazz. But it was a particular woman. Each rack I would explain as a woman. This woman lives here. Oh, this woman lives there. I love him. Yeah. I hope we never had this conversation. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm riveted. <laughs> um, and then I would I would change that. And I would I literally, you know, the store became an, also an extension of me. Um, so it was curated with little pieces of art and artifacts from my travels, from, you know, markets here in Toronto that I'd find on days off that I just thought was beautiful. I bought more stuff for the store than I ever even bought for my own apartment. So I think so many business owners can relate to this, which is, you know, you are, and I can totally relate to this, different business, but totally the same, is that you are your business, yeah. your face, your name, everything you're doing, everything you're pouring into it, your money, your your time, your late nights on the computer, you're living, eating, breathing. Mm -hmm. How am I going to style this image on Instagram? Mm -hmm. How am I going to put this rack together? How am I going to curate this? How am I going to move the store around? How am I going to integrate this new art? Your brain is always creating. Always. Right? Always. And so- I, I think it's a flight of fancy always as a creator that you are always looking around the world for inspiration in order to build those racks or think of those things or that person that you're creating for. So what inspires you? Like what gets you going? What would help you build those looks, those racks, that person? So it's funny. It's actually the way you just delivered that question. I was never looking for inspiration. My mind is like a kaleidoscope. Love it. Inspiration flies at me. Right. Like I'm not looking for it. I never need to look. I never need to think, oh, what am I going to do next season? And like, look for this. No, no, no. It's like, I'm just driven and pulled in all these different areas. And I get inspired by literally everything. My mind is constantly going, whether it's, you know, I'm at a coffee shop and I get this little beautiful latte and they did a little design in the front. And then all of a sudden that, you know, links into something that I want to do at the store or, or I don't know. It's like, it's everything. It's almost, how do I kind of tone that down and bring it into reality or package it up and make it available or palatable for a customer? So often in a creative life, and especially when people will ask me questions, it's, same question I asked you. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm i riveted. Right now I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. <laughs> and why? why is, look at my hands, I'm making like little lobster claws. It's because I feel the same way, which is this world has so much to give and it's always coming at oh you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. I dislike, it makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad. When creative people say, I don't know where to find inspiration Ooh. or I don't, you know, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go next. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this, I want you to just close your eyes and pretend you are Vava and you see a kaleidoscope uh, because yeah. it's out there. Yeah. The kaleidoscope of shapes and textures and smells and colors and proportions and, te and textures in combination. Oh yeah. Like that just gets me so hard. Um, Cause often I look to fashion when I'm doing um, a physical creative direction project yeah. or if I'm building a space and it's all interrelated. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're out at markets buying art for your store. So you're effectively doing the same thing I'm doing. And yeah. then I'm showing up to the job site in my crazy ensembles. <laughs> and in the and the combination is it doesn't stop. Yeah, ever. Art does not stop and start in any one area. Yeah. You know, it's not that, you know, when you think art, you think fashion, you think space, you think anything, it's all the same. Do you agree? 100%. I think that even, I think that even leaks even to food. Like you can create art in so many different ways. Yep. You know, it's not linear. Like it's really, it's so, it's in so, even if you were a florist, imagine 
You know oh. what I mean? Like I, I would have the same passion and same thought process in terms of creating if I was a florist. Yep. It would be the exact same thing, you know? And one thing I want to mention is like when you said pairing things, you're talking about pairing things. Combinations. And combinations. Those also jump right out at me. And how you spoke to, you know, when somebody say, oh, what are you wearing to that event? And it's like, that doesn't even come to your mind until the moment you're getting dressed for that event, because it's not just what you're doing for that moment. It's the feeling you have in that moment. You know what a lot of people are going to say right now? What? <laughs> that they don't have closets like us. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Right? Yeah. They're not going to sit with a wellspring of crazy shit like we do. So what are you going to say to the girl who doesn't have the crazy closet of stuff? Because, you know, we're buying clothes for the theater of our life. Absolutely. And so we don't know when that moment is yes. going to come and that yes. curtain's going to draw. But yes. we, you and I know that the dress is ready. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> When do I need this? I don't know, but it's magnificent and it needs to come home with me. So yes. can you help any woman listening to adapt that attitude? Yeah. Like, well, what do they need to know about that? Well, for starters, I would say don't put pressure on yourself. If you don't have that closet, maybe it's because you don't want that closet and you don't actually care. Not everyone needs to care or needs to replicate what we do. If you're somebody that thinks you do and would love to start the creative expression in terms of fashion per se, um, then I say just go out and start trying, you know, and if you don't feel uh, what, what the thing is, is a lot of people don't feel confident in their own choices or don't really know where to start. I mean, really, well, that I would say hire somebody if it's not in your circle and it's not your friends, um, you know, if you don't want to hire somebody, then look to really start using the free resources that are out there. Instagram is a great one. Yeah. You know, 90% of it is free. So, so you're, you're saying really, find people that you think are inspiring. Absolutely. That like curate ensembles in a certain way. Yeah. And and start to take note of what they're buying or yes. what they're wearing yes. or how they're putting them together. Yes. Okay. But- if you still, because I'm in fashion and sell clothes for a living, still most women, that doesn't work for them. Their mind still doesn't understand or they want to, they, they really do want to represent a certain look or, you know, kick up their their fashion sense, but they still don't resonate with that. Um, and then I would really say hire a professional. You know, if you don't have somebody in your bubble that can really take you under their wing, there's so many professionals um, out there that really could bring out the best in you and not necessarily put there. Like if someone hired me, I'm not trying to make you into me. I understand you might not want to wear. Great point. You know, a big ra rainbow tutu on a Sunday afternoon to lunch with your girlfriends. I understand that. I hope you do. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you show up without the tutu on, I'm like, oh, but actually today I'm really happy you showed up the way you did. Cause I'm like, I'm wearing a one piece. <laughs> I'm not wearing anything. And I love that we match. We do. Like, how are we both in pink? Um, but I would say, yeah, hire, hire a professional that you admire their style and trust that they're not going to turn you into something you're not, but can really bring out the best version of you. It's, it's interesting because having done the personal shopping thing, yeah. I think what it comes down to is having, and I'm sure you're the same way, it's having someone else look at what you have with new eyes. Absolutely. There's that too. Because yeah. you do that with everything. Yeah. You will look at like, you turn a necklace into a headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you'll put like a purse on your head if you think you can manage a hat. Yeah. Like you'll, you, everything is fair game for you. And I love yeah. that about you because you're not looking at what something could be. You're not looking at what something is. Well, it's not one dimensional. You're looking at what something could be. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm just trolloping along on my little <laughs> camel through the story here. And I'm rainbow in colored camel rainbow and the rainbow desert, yeah. the, the glitter desert. <laughs> yeah. And, and so here we are now, I'm going to bring some people's to let's talk to where you were a year ago. So you're almost eight years deep into the store on queen yes. in Toronto downtown. Yes. Hustling hundreds of looks a week. Yes. Changing your clothes, how many times a day to take how many pictures on Instagram? Wow. Well, definitely over, t um, you know, probably about between 15 and 20. Times a day? Yeah. Changing your clothes. Yeah. Changing your look, your yep. hair, your everything. Taking photos. Yeah. Posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. 
Hustling oh my god, looks. it's exhausting hearing you even explain it. No, wow. I need people to get a, <laughs> I need people to get a front row seat to the show here. <laughs> yeah. Because anyone listening, they could be living in a totally separate country. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They can't look you up anymore. They can find you on Instagram, which we're gonna talk about later. Yeah. But I need people to understand the deep hard hustle. Yeah. Because people always say it's not the load you're carrying, it's how you're carrying it. Yeah. And I think you had a really hard load. You were changing looks, you're running a business, you're doing an online shop, you have employees, you're trying to curate your store, you're buying new looks, you're merchandising. It's a big job. And anyone that's out there that doesn't know anything about fashion has no clue. Agreed or disagreed? Agreed. It's a hustle. Wow. It is a hustle that people have no idea. I'm very lucky though that everybody that I've ever interacted did see the hard work. Like everybody will always say, I don't know how you did it. So at least they, like I, it was recognized. The hard work was recognized, but until you do it, um, you know, people have no idea or they think running a clothing store is, is, is so easy or being on Instagram is so easy or whatever. And it's, it's not, it's so hard. And I even said, even three years in, in some of our interviews, I would say, um, I haven't worked this hard in my life. Yeah. Even though it came very natural, it all came very natural to me. Everything was natural. To take all those photos was natural. It wasn't pre-thought out. It wasn't necessarily this big grandiose strategy. You know, all of a sudden, wow, I have this dream. I'm going to, you know, have X amount of followers and I'm going to become this big store. No, it brings us back to being a pop-up, selling clothes, doing what I love, having a good time. So that's, I think it's a great place to just pause. Yeah. Because I think everyone needs to know every hungry beast starts from a seed of yes. excitement yes. and possibility. Yeah. And so many business owners feel this, which is you're you're gaining momentum. Yeah. <laughs> People are excited. Yeah. You're getting traction. Yeah. Success is building. Yeah. What you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you wake up eight years later and you are... You've been on the ride so long, you're a master at what you're doing. You can do what you're doing in your sleep, but not because you're slept, because you're exhausted, but you've just done it so much. You're a mechanical machine that's just going through the motions. And all of a sudden you look at your life and you think, is this really what I want to keep doing forever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that this is an interesting part of your tale and what I love so much, because I would say a couple of years before this happened with you, you and I became friends. Mm-hmm. And it was a total fluke how it happened. Yeah, I was on Queen Street, finished a book signing, walked into your store. I was hosting a morning show the next day, had to wear a certain kind of dress, busted in, saw the dress in the window, walked in to pick it up. There you were. I think we fell in love. Oh, it, I was all over you. I was like, who is this magical woman I can't stop staring at? Well, it, well, we both had a moment. We were, <laughs> it was like that the world got hazy around us. The twinkles started to go, huh? yeah. It was like that moment in <laughs> Wayne's World when, Gar- was it Garth sees Heather Locklear? Oh, oh, oh dream weaver, I believe you can get me through the night. Go, go, can we put that in here? <laughs> you guys are cracking me up over <laughs> here. So I I remember I had like a couple books in my bag and I like gave you a book. I couldn't believe it because when you said your name, like I couldn't stop staring. And then I was like, wow, do you work in fashion? Like you must like, look at you. It was from your hair to your skin, to your eyes, to your makeup, to your clothes. I'm sure it was your nails even. And I was like, who is this woman that just jumped off of what planet? And and then you're like, Which no, what- I'm in design. Or, and I'm like, oh, what kind of design? Like I was all over it. And you're like interiors or whatever you said. And, and then you, and I was like, oh, what's your name? Like, are you on Instagram? Like, I would love to check out your stuff. Like, look at you. And you said your name and it clicked. And I was like, I've seen you floating around Instagram. And I was like, is your stuff very colorful? And very, yeah, I think it was like colorful and shapes. And you were like, yeah. And I opened my phone. And I was already following you. And I was like, wow, I know you. But at that time I was consumed with my own bubble. So even though I followed people, I didn't really follow anybody because I was consumed with my own stuff, studying my own page yeah. and like, you know. Yeah. And then and then you were like, oh, funny. I, you're like, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I do have a book in my bag if you would like it. And I shit my pants. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I was like. I was like, oh my God, this woman just gave me her book. Like, I was like, 
I couldn't believe it. Well, I couldn't believe the reception. And I felt like I usually give maybe others the reception you gave me and I got it back tenfold. And I was like, motherfucker, now I know what this feels like. Oh. <laughs> and But I, I felt equal love for you. I mean, you are, I mean, it's, again, we've said it before, but everything is, I always tell people that everything is up for grabs. If you can put paint on it, glitter or style it in any way, I'm going to mess with it. My hair, my makeup, my earrings, my yeah. nails. I don't give a shit. If I can touch it with some kind of something, I'm going to fuck with it. Yeah. So I, it's, it's an evolution always. And you're the same. And you are always, no matter, no matter what, from that first day we met to now, always a work of art in every formation. And it was a slow burn, but we slowly started to, you know, just communicate little bits at a time. And yeah. I started to follow you. I was observing your business, observing what you're doing, wanted to support you as a fellow creative in the in the city. I think it's so important as women to support each other. Yeah. There's room for all of us. Absolutely. There's no room for jealousy. There's no room for bullshit. Yeah. There's only room for kindness, love, and support. Absolutely. When a creative person's out there doing their best and grinding hard, you need to show them the love. Yeah. So I was just randomly popping on. If I needed clothes for a thing, I'd get on your website and buy some stuff. I know. And I see an order come through and I'm like, oh my God. Wow. So you know, I'm like, so gonna, honored and going to yeah. support the gal. And so it was a slow burn. Just every once in a while, pop on, grab a few things. And then I remember you said, you know what? We should hang out. Yeah. And it's been just a slow burn of getting to know you. And during this getting to know you process, I have been so in awe because I think one thing that is a very powerful message of this podcast is not only just fashion and really harnessing your creative style and understanding how you dress your body is not just clothes, but it's the true understanding of personal transformation. You know, you really transform who you are. You are very here now. And you really do see every moment as beautiful and an incredible possibility to change. You don't just change your looks. You can change it all. And you really get to the heart of what's bothering you and what's happening. And mm -hmm. you start making little changes. So mm -hmm. this is, I remember sitting down, we were having dinner. I don't, this was, I think it was pre-holiday and it, no, it was before that. And you were like, I'm closing the shop. <laughs> And yeah. I remember I was like, I think you almost fell out of your yeah. chair. I was like, okay, holy you're, shit. You're like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, but we can talk about that later. You're like, uh, rewind. Yeah, we probably cannot talk now. About yeah. Probably we're going to talk about that now. Probably you're just going to start talking. Yeah. So I, I love this moment because it was so matter of fact, it wasn't dramatic. And just like you said, you said it just like that. I'm going to close my shop, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> It sounds crazy to hear it. But this is the part of you that I love. And I want anyone that's listening to just close their eyes and picture that thing, that business, that relationship, that anything that's bothering you, that's a burden, that's heavy on your back, that doesn't fit you anymore. Mm -hmm. That sweater, that house, I don't give a shit. Whatever doesn't fit you anymore, mm -hmm. you can just close that thing down you can just end that thing you could take that thing off yeah and you can walk away yeah Tell me what happens. So you're like, I'm tearing the bitch down. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are you doing so it? So here's the thing. I mean, when you talk about transformation, as you're talking, I just realized um, Vava was also a transformation. I wasn't Vava before I was Vava. So I move here. I don't know anybody. I meet this girl. I open this shop. It takes traction. As you said, I start taking photos. You know, all of a sudden I, I become this girl. Why the Vava? Fashion and who, Why the name Vava? Well, the name Vava because it was short for Valentina. So everyone started calling me Val. And I was like, do I look like a Val to you? 
<laughs> no, do I look like a Val to you? No. No. I'm not, and forgive, I'm so sorry to everybody who has the name Val. But I'm just, I'm not Val. Like, that's that's it. And Val, so, we love you out there. You but know? Yeah. No harm. And then Vava, I it just kind of came. It was like Vava Voom, you know, and it just really suited my personality. My personality can can often be provocative or Minus the red hair. Or <laughs> Vava does look like Jessica Rabbit. Continue. So I get that all the time. Yeah. Continue. No, you are. You are a living, eating, full girl version of Jessica Rabbit. Literally, Jessica Rabbit walks in and like the whole room goes, go, go. Okay, continue. Yeah. And so, and I guess that's also what I started to learn as well, because, you know, although fashion was really big for me and I changed my outfit multiple times in, in, in my regular life before the strong queen, the strong queen heightened that, you know, all of a sudden I'm changing and I'm putting these versions of myself together, you know, a dozen times a day. Right. And then, and exuding all of this sex appeal, if you will. And so Vava just, I just would feed that like even more, that part in me just really came out. And so that's then where the name was birthed. Um, but whereas transformation, it's, I transformed into this girl. So I'm taking all of these photos. This girl becomes popular and recognized. She owns this busy store. All of a sudden people want to take pictures with me, which is bizarre. You know, people want to meet me. Um, people are scared to come into my shop because I'm this, you know, larger than life personality, which is not that I'm used to. So I transformed into this person Persona. Um, persona. There you go. Mm-hmm. Into this persona. Um, and then after a while, it, you know, and it was fun. It was absolutely fun. And it was sure aligned with me at the time. You know, I'm traveling. I don't want to say all over the world, but I'm on these crazy trips all the time. I'm living this very much larger than life. Very, very fast paced life. So, you know, there was a couple years I'm on a plane. I counted. 12 times every month, every month, whether I'm flying to Miami, to New York for business, for pleasure. I'm on a, you know, fancy boat here. I'm in a conference here. Like I'm all over the place. And I transformed into this, you know, really fast paced, very um, stimulated life. You turned into Vava. Yeah, very, very much. I turned right into Vava where even Valentina doesn't even like doesn't even make sense to me. I am Vava. Like that's, that's it. You know, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people can identify with transforming into some alternate persona, Yeah, but they don't always change their name, you know? Yeah. Like they're, they're maybe going to feel like, uh, you know, they're themselves 2.0, but they're not going to go to the extent uh, that you did. Yeah. And that you are. Yeah. And I think creatively, what do you think powered that? Do you think it was the reaction you were getting from people? Do you think it was what you always wanted to be? Like, oh, no, 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 no. It was the reaction from people. And again, remember, although I didn't do any of this for money or success or anything like that. Right. And um, when you're a creator or an artist, you do it out of pure love. I sold clothes out of sheer love. Right. Of course, I have to live but I never needed or never dreamt or never aspired to have the store to the level that we had. I never thought one day I'd have 25 staff working for me. No, I thought I'm a little shop owner. Like I'm going to sell a couple dresses a day and that's going to pay for my groceries. Like, I don't know, you know, and it kind of blossomed into this, into this thing. So it wasn't something I aspired to be. It just kind of happened. And then when the reaction was there, you keep feeding that also as a smart business person, um, you know, you, you keep doing what works And then often you're in something that you can't even stop. The wheel's already going. It's going. Life is moving. You're already in this routine. Um, And so that's then what happened. And it was all fine and felt right until it didn't. And then it was, and then, because you were then going to ask me about that, right? So then, then it's like, you know, probably about five years in, Um, We had opened two stores. So now I had two stores and an online store. And I just had a lot of balls in the air. You know, you add that and running a business and social media and public, you know, 
events and speaking engagements and this and that and all your staff. And it's like, there's so much pull and demand on me. Too much. Too much. Like I didn't even like hearing my own name. It came to the point where I had to structure our team in a certain way. And we had a whole team. It wasn't just, oh, I ran this shop. Like we had a team. I had managers. I had a warehouse manager who was essentially like an assistant buyer, my right hand. But it was, it was too many. And some people are built for that. I'm not, I'm not built um, or enjoy being pulled in 500, dire- 500 directions a day. You know, I don't love being in the spotlight as much as I was. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. You don't really realize it until you're in the thick of things and you're walking the street in any neighborhood and people know you. I've been in Las Vegas and an employee in H&M knew who I was. You know, then it's like, wow, this is not what I... Parts of it are really cool, but then parts of it aren't, you know, because I'm just a regular down-to-earth girl and wants, I realize that I actually really enjoy a slower life. Which is so interesting, too, because you don't know you want something or need something or sometimes you are a certain person. Yeah. Until you have something totally different. And yeah. then it gives you the front row seat. Absolutely. You're like, you know what? You're like, whoa. What I the? Didn't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it. People often do that in relationships and romantic relationships. They think they want a particular somebody. Yep. Right. Because we, we make up these versions of things in our life. We want, you know, everybody thinks they want to have a, they want to be super financially successful and have this big shot career or this big shot partner or this beautiful house and whatever until you get it. And you may realize, and I, I don't know, cause I've never been in that situation in any one of those, but you I can imagine it's lonely. It's and lonely and sometimes it's it's too much responsibility or it's too much stress. And I don't want that. So, you know, although I had this successful boutique, um, it was the benefit no longer became fulfilling. It's not what fulfilled me. I didn't want to uh, keep taking pictures. I didn't want my company to be so reliant on me taking pictures. And so, you know, you can sit here and be like, oh, get other people to do it. Well, we did. Like, we did all of that. Um, but even that, I just, it was it was just too much. It was too much work. It was too much demand. And I really wanted to step away from Vava. Like, I just, you know, I just started to not feel right. I didn't know how to change it at the point. So, like, you know, we're talking a couple of years ago. I didn't know what needed to change per se. I didn't know how to change it because there was too much demand. I can't, I can't stop my store for a week to figure it out. Sales are flying through the door. I have all this staff to manage, all this, this company to keep afloat. You know, I still have a next season to buy if I'm going to be open. I have a committed lease. I have all these things. And so how do you figure it out? And... Go ahead. No. Oh, okay. I think that that is just such a a relatable moment. That's all. Mm -hmm. I just need, I need anyone that, there's so many people listening to this Vava that can completely relate. Mm -hmm. That they're on the wheel moving so quick. That they're not even saying like, am I okay with this? Yeah. Well, some people don't even know they're not okay. Right. They just kind of might realize they feel off, but don't know what it is. If they're married, they might think, oh, it's their partner or it's maybe where they live. Like sometimes you don't really know what you're, e- even I didn't really know what exactly it was. I right. just knew I was no longer this careless, happy girl. And so how do I then fix it? You know, and it's not an overnight decision. And of course, <laughs> you don't just close the store at the peak of, like, how do you do that? How do I just all of a sudden tell my staff they don't have a job and close the store and I'm sitting on all this inventory and this moving company and commitments to next season and, you know, all this stuff. In the Hindu tradition, mm-hmm. they talk about creation and destruction as the same thing. Wow. They say that in order to create something, yes, you need to tear something oh, else yes. down. Yes. And yes. in order to tear something down, yes. you need to create it first. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yes. Creation and destruction yes, as absolutely. the same. Well, they go, yeah, hand in hand. They, absolutely. Well, you yeah. can't have one without the other. Yeah. Wow. So here we have your store yeah. created. Yes. And now you got to... Tear that bitch down. Yeah. And how the F do I do it? 
So, and for a while it was, is that what I want to do? Like also when you think practicality, this is also my job, my livelihood and essentially my identity here. A few months, you know, less than a year before I, like that's my whole identity in Toronto, right? And so it's like, how do I do all this? And then what comes next? At first it was like, well, this is what I do though. I sell clothes, I'm a retailer. Um, But then it just got to a point where it was like, I don't care anymore. And I actually want a completely different life. And so, and where my passion or direction, I was like, I want love and partnership. People seeing you in these photos, living your life, va-va-booming it on the streets doing this. Yeah. Shock and awe that you want to burn it down. I know. <laughs> for love and partnership. <laughs> right? Pretty much, yeah. So what's the draw? You're like, you know what? You got to move on with your life. Are you thinking like, I want to be in a loving relationship with someone. Yes. And I want to be involved in something that means more to me yes. than this. My personal life, I just, and it took a process. You know, it took about a year, whatever, tons of introspective thinking. Like I'm talking, laying in bed at night and thinking, what's wrong? Why are you not happy? How can you make yourself happy? What do you need to do? And it just kind of started to come together. I was Uh like, I need to not work here. I need to move out of Toronto. This doesn't fulfill me. I live in downtown Toronto because I own a shop in downtown Toronto. So when I eliminate that shop, I then get to move to where fulfills me, an area that serves me. And it actually had nothing to even do with career. Even to this day, I have no idea exactly what I'm going to do the majority of my time or working time. Um, But my life is now going to be based and curated around my personal life, my home life, my heart, and love and partnership. I love this so much. Thank you. I'll tell you why I love this. (laughs) Why? Because not a lot of people have the courage to do this. Mm -hmm. They don't. Yeah. You know, people would put themselves in a place of too much pride Mm -hmm. or caring too much about what other people would think about them Mm -hmm. or worrying about not being able to be the thing that they've worked so hard to build. Yeah. And the thing that I I need to stress to every single person that's listening to this podcast is that Vava has truly just literally, I'm putting my hands in front of my face and it's like, puff, like a puff of smoke. And the whole thing just you with such, I remember the night that we had dinner, the last night your store was open, the final day. Oh yes. February 29th. We were, we went out for dinner. And And which I don't know if you remember that day is exactly eight years from the day we opened. February 12th. I did not know that. February 29th, 2012. Exactly eight years to the day was that dinner. My last I had no idea that was the last day. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that until I had planned it. And then even after giving notice to the landlord, the day I decided to have the last sale day, it wasn't literally until two weeks after that I thought, or even a week. And I was like, oh my God. It's the same day. The last day is the same day I opened. Like it's wild. It's like the book in the chapter closes. Yes. In the exact moment. Exact day. And it happened to be a leap year day. That day only exists every four years. That gives me chills. It's wild. The book is closed, like gone. So you know what I what I love? And this is one of my favorite parts of the story. Store, gone. gone. Close, gone. Yeah. What happens next? Your closet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were like, you know what? I don't need all these clothes in my own personal yeah. closet. Yeah. Bye-bye. Gone. What, what inspired that? Well, I mean, for starters, I had actually been thinking about it for quite a while. Um, You know, working in fashion, you accumulate so much stuff. And during my transition, so this was also not just a mental thing. It was a transition I was physically embodying. Like a couple years prior, I was no longer comfortable in my own skin. I no longer needed these clothes. I was excessively buying. Like I was just going through a different stage in my life where I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to go out every week into a fancy restaurant in, in, in this new wild outfit, or I just didn't need all this stuff. I had no connection to all my things. I was like, why do you have 500 pairs of high heels? Also, because I also didn't connect with the photos. So I also was no longer this persona or knew I wasn't going to be. So 
what do I do with all this stuff? Like, I really don't need these things I've worn once. And if some of it, I didn't wear at all. And then not, not having the store, I also then didn't have the storage. I stored 80% of my clothes at the store. That was my question. Yeah. <laughs> because I literally saw the sale and I remember saying to you, like, I don't know what the heck, man. But like your store was refilled with, with my your- own clothes. It was, and I still have an entire closet at home. It's wild. So that that just became out of necessity. I was yeah. like, I need to get rid of all this. And it, it just... I, I have n- had no connection to it, any of it. And it was all beautiful, but it just, it no longer was need, needed to come with me into this next phase in my life. Here we go again. Creation of the closet, destruction of the closet. Gone. I know. It's, it's fascinating. And so you've had some downtime. Yeah. And you're ready for your next phase. Yeah. Well, I'm not quite there yet. No, no, no. Ready as in you're dreaming. Oh, yes. Yes. Dreaming yeah. of the next phase. Yeah. Dreaming. I'm in purgatory, if you will. I'm in the waiting room. You know, I'm still sloughing off dead skin of Vava <laughs> at the store on Queen. Nice. Um, she's still catching up on sleep. You know, she's decompressing the mind. What is what is Vava doing? What would you say you're, you're unwinding, decompressing? Yeah. What does it look like? What does it look like? So I have adapted uh, meditation. Yeah. Which we spoke. Yeah. Good. Um, you know, I'm definitely not a master. I do guided meditations. And, but it's, I'm just kind of adapting new daily practices that I want in my life going forward as a permanent, as a staple. I'm recreating the woman I want to be. You're journaling? Uh, sometimes. You're sitting by the water? Sitting by the water a lot. I'm walking outside a lot. I'm doing everything in my heart. I'm doing everything I've always wanted to do. It's just now I have time for. If I want to go to a market an hour and a half out of town, I'm walking all the way there. And I'm enjoying every, every single minute of it. I come home, I'm eating every single thing I want. I'm loving the downtime, cooking for myself. Years went by, I stopped even cooking. Like I was no, no longer this domestic girl that I am. Everything was delivery. I had a food delivery company, meal prep. And so I'm, I'm sitting at home, I'm relaxing. I go to bed very early. I spend a lot of time cuddling with my cats, cooking, eating, thinking, um, communicating, connecting with the people in my life, which I also didn't do that. And just allowing space for the thoughts that come without pressure. This sounds like a dream. It's a dream. And I mean, the rest of my life is going to be a dream as well. Like I'm very, very excited for whatever unfolds. I hate even thinking about wrapping up this podcast because I feel like we have just scratched the surface. So can you agree to come back for part two? Yes, I would be honored. I would be so honored. Because now you said it on the podcast. <laughs> so now you've got to stay to it. But I I think the the things I like to echo back are just that anyone listening to this podcast today is um, I was so honored, Baba, to have you here because your life is a living example of how we can all make swift, easy transitions. We can all transform. We can all change on a dime. Mm -hmm. We can all agree that we need more time for ourselves. We need to make space for things that make us happy and Mm -hmm. that we don't have to do things because we feel like others expect it of us. Absolutely. And often you don't take this and know what an example you are to so many people and so many women. And you have been for so many reasons. And I think anyone listening that knows you will feel and echo these sentiments, which is, Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you for being your beautiful creative self and making women feel more powerful and beautiful and sexy because feeling sexy as a woman is so hard to feel. Mm -hmm. And then thank you for being willing to expose yourself and be honest with Mm -hmm. your feelings and share your journey and share your choice Mm -hmm. to be who you really are and fearless at that. You're truly a, such a shining example in my life of a female that I love and admire so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful that you're my friend. I feel very, very grateful to call you my friend. 
Thank you. Me too. And we share these type of words to each other all the time. And I am, I am really so honored as well to get your love and inspiration and support and everything. And I want to add before we hang up, as much as I say, you know, Vava doesn't exist anymore. I've just kind of let her go. Um, there's so much beauty in that experience because I was given this platform to have so many women, as you just described, um, that look to me for any type of inspiration. It's even though I don't understand it. And as you said, you're like, you may not understand. And I really don't because I just feel like me when I'm talking or when I'm being and doing, it's like nobody's watching. Like I just do it what feels good and what feels natural, but it's such an honor, you know, when you hear anybody say that they love and adore you and they, you inspire them and make them feel stronger or make them feel sexy and good about themselves. But people say that to you because they feel your authentic heart, Mm -hmm. that you really are just a girl Mm -hmm. and you really are just authentically sharing. And you really are just speaking and creating and assembling and doing from your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you pick something or curate something or you give your blessing to something, people who love you and love that energy want to be a part of it in any small way that they can. And sometimes that's just something like a small object or a piece of clothes or whatever. And you emit that energy. And I think we can all agree that, you know, the one thing that this podcast does do is it collects energy and the people that house the energy. And we're just trying to share that. And we're trying to let everyone that's listening know that we are the embodiment of our energy. Mm -hmm. And when we carry love vibration in whatever capacity, people want a part of it. And you have been the purveyor of love vibration. Mm. So thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. And truly thank you for having me. Part two coming right up. Friends, I really want you to be able to find Baba. So if you're on Instagram, she is at one and only Vava. If you're looking at her former store, it's at the store on Queen 2.0. And online, she is www.thestoreonqueen.com. Go check her out. I wouldn't be here without you supporting, commenting, and subscribing. So thank you so much. Delta Fawcett Canada, again, here we are, season three, what a ride. We would not be making this magic happen without you. And of course, the sounds, the music in the mix. Coco, you are the man. We are always together. And if it's not here on the podcast, you can check me out on my website, tiffanypratt.com, or you can check out my Instagram, at the Tiffany Pratt. But either way, friends, I'll see you on the flip side. I know we're going to be together again, and I'm sending you my deepest gratitude and all the glittering rainbow love. I love you. Okay, bye.